Hey, it's Pat Gray for Stu. Coming up on the Glenn Beck Program podcast today, we say bye-bye to the Washington Redskins and hello to the Washington football team. Quite a ring to it, huh? Uh, Our good friend Brad Thor stops by to talk about his new book, Near Dark, and speaks with Glenn about this bizarre claim from the left that Donald Trump is trying to slowly move towards martial law. Who would have thought that in the year 2020, out of all the craziness we've seen so far, that a state would want to secede? Huh. Glenn speaks with Michael McCarter, president of Greater Idaho. That's a movement that's trying to move the Oregon border to be part of Greater Idaho. We discuss whether or not that's even possible. And finally, Charlemagne the God speaks out against Joe Biden. Wow. Telling him to shut up for calling President Trump the first racist president. All of this greatness and a lot more coming up on the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So did you watch opening day baseball yesterday? I did not. I was going to, then I decided, no, I'm too tired. I'm going to bed. So I went to bed. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Well, yeah. you missed every player and coach on the Yankees and Nationals kneel before the National Anthem. Yeah, and, I saw it this uh, morning. I saw a clip it of it. Beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. But it was before it the was. National it Anthem. Was. So I, I did appreciate yeah. that they did it before, not during. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they've got all the creativity now of, you know, the Washington. I'm sorry. I was going to say the Washington Redskins. The uh, Washington football team. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good God. What a stupid. Are you kidding me? That's what you've come up with. And I know it's only temporary, but that's even that's stupid, even temporarily. Yes, it is. The Washington football (laughs) team. (laughs) Plus, you've ignored maybe the worst part. The Washington. You're going to you're going to call the team after a slave owner. How how is that possible? Right. They should just be called football team. And then their jerseys should say, kill the cops. <laughs> I mean, that's what America's that all head. about. That's what America's <laughs> that's what America's begging for. Oh, yeah. Just football team <laughs> and kill the cops. Uh, I think that's a really good one. Um, so did you did you see the the uh, ad from Fox Sports? Can we play this? You read the title cards. You know, in that sportscaster voice that you do. Here's the uh, here's Fox Sports. Listen to what they're promoting. No fans. Not on Fox Sports. Thousands of virtual fans will attend Fox's MLB games on Saturday. And they're showing the digital fans are putting in the wow. Wearing their team's colors. Yes, they'll even be doing the wave. Really? <laughs> He's got him. I mean. He had him at hello. They had you at hello, <laughs> they did. didn't they? Yeah, they did. They had you at hello. It's probably I better than like leaving it. the stadium empty. It probably is. And, you know. If no. Empty no, and silence is just not training good. us to stay at home. They're just training us to stay at home and everything is normal. This is not normal. You know, at least in uh, in England, uh, the or I think in Europe, the soccer stadiums are empty, too. Mm-hmm. 
But they're filling them with people like Osama bin Laden. And, yeah, and, yeah, the cardboard and cutouts. I mean, that's, I think that's that's actually yeah, funny. I kind of like that. Well, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't get I mean, away with that here, though. People would go ape crap over that, right? I mean, you. Why did you use the word? Why did you use the word ape? Uh, oh my gosh! Wow. The wow. We were just talking about the Washington Redskins, <laughs> no, and it had then nothing to do with the Washington you, Redskins. Oh we're now talking gosh, baseball, if I'm even. not mistaken. But uh, wow, ice yeah. offensive. Was I think that America offensive heard too? it. Yeah, it was very <laughs> offensive to me. I'm apologizing to myself for even listening to you. I I'm sorry, Glenn, that you listened to him and and uh, you forced me to listen, and I'm. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Just don't let it happen again. I won't. Okay. All right. So we're uh, we're good with that. Um, you really like the? Uh, I like it better the, than the, an empty the, stadium. I, yeah. I mean, I, I would I rather have real people in the stadium? Yeah. But I like it better than an empty stadium with no. So in other words, no you're noise. fine. You're totally fine with the coronavirus and and the hoax and the <laughs> yes. And that's I'm sure that's what America is hearing right now. Yes, I'm totally fine with this the virus. new normal. This new normal is good for me. Let's keep I'm good, it going. Guys. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's exactly. go. I could, we could have virtual businesses and virtual <laughs> restaurants, and I'm good. Just, uh, you know, hook me up to the Matrix now. That's exactly what I just said. I don't like it. I know. I know. We heard it. <laughs> yeah. Racist. Uh, the, uh, the problem is, is I don't like the normalization of everything. Well, yeah, I know. That I, I guess I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. That that we're normalizing, but I, I just want a feeling of normal during this time. And I know that's exactly what happens feeling. in a in a Marxist revolution. You don't care anymore. You just want it to stop, mm-hmm. and you want it to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I mm-hmm. understand it. It's just something that you, Pat, have been been by my side, uh, mm-hmm. helping research and 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 warning people. When we get there, don't do that. Yeah, but it's okay in sports. It's fine in sports. We <laughs> just need it. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. It. No, I no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So there is a movement uh, now, you know, when Trump first got into office, there were all these liberals who were like, I buy the 10th Amendment. I love the 10th Amendment. Oh, I thought it was racist. No, it's a way for us to be able to control our state. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then we started seeing the insanity of many of these states, and COVID has only made it worse. Well, Michael McCarter uh, started something, Move Oregon's Border for a Greater Idaho, uh, because Eastern Oregon residents uh, are sick to death of, of Portland and all of the things that are going on with our state, and they would like to join Idaho is that even possible? It hasn't happened since uh, Virginia seceded and uh, many of the people in Virginia went to a place we now know as West Virginia. That happened uh, during the Civil War because of uh, because of slavery. 
We now have Michael on with us. Hello, Michael. How are you? Good morning from crazy Oregon. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Michael. So I, I know about Cascadia and everything else. It's been crazy for a long time. But this is dangerous crazy now in Oregon. Well, you know, Glenn, this this is not something that's just started recently. Oregon's been going downhill for years. And in right. in watching everything that's taking place, we started last fall organizing Move Oregon's Border for Greater Idaho. And then the pandemic hit. And then, you know, the uh, riots hit and stuff. And it j- just supports our decision we don't have any faith in oregon's leadership at all period um there are there are there are great parts of california and oregon that feel the same way i mean upstate new york is is like this um uh but is there first of all have you talked to idaho is idaho interest are they taking your phone calls (laughs) yes they are uh, we've had some okay. really good response from some of the representatives. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines just watching this, waiting to see what the vote's yeah. like and whether or not it, uh, you know, it's it's going to gain traction. We're, we're so who are the people that who are the people that are in and how much land are you talking about? These are generally farmers, and I looked at the map, and there's a lot of national forest in there. So how many people, how much land, and who are those people? Well, basically, you're talking to, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, second, third, fourth, fifth generation Oregonians that have an attachment to the land. They're not transitional people that move up and down the West Coast, buy a house, live there three years, sell it, and move on. These are people that have their roots in in this state, and um, you know they are they are they are right now they're ranchers they're like you say farmers that are out there, and mm-hmm. they they basically align themselves closer with Idaho's conservative values than with what's going on in Northwest Oregon. But you know Northwest Oregon's got about. 75% of the population base and the votes. And with that vote, right. they control what they want to do, no matter what we say or ask or try to input on. They don't so, care. So, Michael, I am in, I'm in Idaho right now. And by the way, I, I am not a permanent resident in Idaho, uh, in Idaho, so I don't have voting rights. But I would vote to get you in because you have uh, oceanfront property, which I think is very nice. But uh, uh, right now in Idaho, they're trying to get rid of their governor and recall him because even though he's a Republican, they think that he has gone way too far. Idaho, except for the Boise area, uh, which is about 800,000 people, is is is. They're ranchers and they're farmers and they're people who have lived here forever and they're common sense. And they even think that Boise controls everything and nobody's listening to to the people in the rest of the state. The exact same way that upstate New Yorkers feel. New York City is different. Yes. Well, you know, the, the vote in Oregon, over 75% of the vote is in 
the Portland Metro, Willamette Valley. And so they control the whole works. And um, th- there's some resistance in Idaho about us, you know, they don't want more people moving there and the liberal values moving there. Uh, and, and we agree, but Eastern, Central, and Southern Oregon is over 65% conservative. So we want to bo- boost that wow. conservative value that you see in Idaho right now. We don't want to change it at all. We don't want to move yeah, our yeah. property to Idaho. It's simply a lot line adjustment between two states. Right. We align ourselves and better it can- with Idaho. Go ahead. It can be done. It hasn't been done since uh, the 1800s, but it can be done. However, when you have the vote um, uh, on this, you're you're trying to raise enough signatures, as as I understand it. Maybe I'm wrong to get it onto the ballot. And if you get it onto the ballot, do the people in Portland and uh, you know Eugene do they have to agree to? I mean, because they have more people than you do, so you're destined to lose if they are voting for it. Well, we're taking this county by county in central, eastern, and southern Oregon. We want to hear what the county citizens think about this, and it's we're trying to get that question a question on the ballot for the November election. Do we want our um, county commissioners to start working towards the possibility of moving their county to a county of Idaho? Now, if all 17 counties come out in favor of that, or one by one as we get them approved uh, by the number of signatures, then it goes to the state legislature, and then the battle really begins. But it is, it is possible for it to take place. I mean, who would have thought years ago, 2015, that Donald J. Trump would become the president of the United States? <laughs> who would have thought, except for maybe people in Oregon, that uh, socialist and Marxist would be running a, a, a city and a state in the United States and openly doing it? Oh, well. Let's go back 20-some years to Governor Morris. He says, come visit, but don't stay. He had that vision Mm. that we don't want those liberal policies up here in Oregon. We are are a free, independent state. Well, right now, it's kind of like the West, West Coast, California, Oregon, and Washington on the West are all tied together. And it's, uh, it doesn't sit well with us by far. Yeah. So we want to see what that vote is like. And this, this election coming up is a major election in November. It only happens once in every four years. That's why we're pushing to get on that ballot county by county. Then it goes to the next. Are you, how close are you to that? Well, in, in, we've got, uh, one county positive, one county at 98% of the signatures, and several more lined up right behind that with enough signatures. But under COVID-19 lockdown, Kate yeah. Brown, it is extremely hard <laughs> to go out and get signatures. I mean, it, right. you know, people are just, you know, walk up with a mask on and grab some pen and try to sign on a clipboard. Yeah. It's yeah. hands off. I. And, 
I do know, I can't, I can't remember which state it was, but there was, they were trying to put something on the ballot and they went to court, um, and made the case that they can't, they can't get that number of signatures, uh, because of COVID-19. And the court did, uh, reduce the amount of signatures that were required. And I, it just happened in the last few days and I don't remember what state it was. Um, but you might want to look into that, um, because already, it is hard to get that many signatures. He filed oh, in federal court good. already good. for that same reason. Good. And we're not saying that people are wrong. We, we filed against the governor, the secretary of state, and all of the county clerks in these counties. And it's saying, okay, I mean, common sense that the lockdown of COVID-19 has, is restricting the ability to get the number of signatures? Of course it is. Right. So we're asking for some relief on that, just like these other cases have. So it's in the courts right now here. Um, And uh, you've got a good judge. Do you know the judge yet? Yes, we do. We we filed June 30th. We've got an August 5th deadline to get all these signatures in county by county. And so we filed for relief to reduce the number of signatures required and to extend that date to allow us to get more so, signatures in. Uh, it was denied the first I, time. And so we refiled two days ago. A motion. Uh, for, I, 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 I do see the map of uh, Oregon, and it is it reduces it almost to the size of, what, maybe a couple of Rhode Islands? Maybe one Rhode Island? Pat, have you seen this this map? Yeah, Idaho's huge uh, under this plan. <laughs> and uh, Oregon's just a teeny little sliver. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Idaho becomes much bigger than Washington State. Much. Right, right yeah. now, a lot of the counties in eastern Oregon um, are revenue-negative counties for the state. If the state of mm. Oregon mm. removes those counties from their budgets, all of a sudden they've got a lot of money they can put into their liberal social program. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh-huh. Now, you should probably keep that to yourself when you're trying to convince Idaho. <laughs> How are you going to convince Idaho when you've used that uh, with Oregon? <laughs> Yeah, but I think Idaho looks at those counties in a different way. They're timber friendly. All of a sudden, like you oh, say, yeah. they have a deep water port in Coos Bay. Yeah. Uh, where where yeah. are all the products from Idaho going to ship through to go out to the Pacific Rim? They're going to yeah. come across. The no, state. it's it, it, it's going to be a boom economically. Yeah. It would be. It would be. Um, all right. Well, uh, best of luck. And will you stay in touch with us and tell us how it's going and if there's anything we can do to help? Uh, well, because we, I, I, I just think it's wrong. California is in the same situation to where there are the, all those farm farms uh, and farmland in California. They're not being listened to. They don't have any real representation uh, and they're sick of it. And uh, quite honestly, I think they should be allowed to uh, to carve out. Uh, their own their own representation. It, we're we're being controlled now by the big cities. Absolutely, absolutely. If I can say anything more, Glenn, I would encourage mm-hmm. any of the Oregon citizens that are listening to this, that are in our counties, to sign the petition 
to vote. To I mean, we have bought into this that one person can't make a difference. That is crap. We need everybody to vote on it. And and then go to our our our, our uh, website, greateridaho.org, and give us a donation because we're grassroots. We're totally underfunded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nobody is paid in this whole program. It's all from the bottom up. And this is a real bottom up thing. This is uh, obviously George Soros is not helping them on this. Uh, it's greateridaho.org, greateridaho.org. And I, I will tell you, if you are if you're in Oregon now, Idaho is really sweet. And quite honestly, we need a few more farmers in here and a few more ranchers and a few more people that think like the vast majority of Idaho, uh, because they're going to come up here and they'll wreck this state just as much as they wrecked uh, Oregon for you. We need to stick together. Uh, I'm I'm excited by the possibility. It's going to be a a dogfight, but. Uh, I'm up for it. Anything we can do to help you, you just let us know. GreaterIdaho.org You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Joe Biden and what he said about Donald Trump being our first racist racist. president. Yeah. No, our first racist. First racist president. Not most racist. Uh, Amazing. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. I I was thinking, I don't know, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Jackson, perhaps. Uh, Andrew Jackson would Mm -hmm. be a very good one. Or maybe LBJ would be be a great one. I mean... (laughs) There were massive racist presidents, oh all of them strangely uh, Democrats. But, uh, you know, I'm just I'm for saying. that for that matter, if I, if I may add a potential one here, uh, Barack Obama with with his comments about <gasps> typical are white you calling the Oh, well, yeah, are uh, you I am calling yes, I, the president a racist? But there's some that's the most racist thing. Uh, isn't that the racist? most racist Uh-oh. thing I've ever heard? <laughs> it yeah. used to be, but it doesn't seem to be anymore. But with questions it or, doesn't. or answers like this a, uh, about his grandma. Uh, typical white person. Right. Typical who, white person. Uh, who, uh, you know, if, if she, she sees somebody sees, on the street uh-huh. that she doesn't know, there's a, you know, there's a reaction that's, that's been bred into... That's been bred. Uh, that's been bred into her. If anybody said that about a black you know, person, can you imagine? They'd still oh be harping gosh. about that to this day. You'd be Jimmy the Greek. Yes. You'd be Jimmy the Greek. Yes. Uh, it's 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 remarkable, and it's remarkable how mm, I don't know accurate we were on our questions about Barack Obama. Because he did harbor all of those things. He did listen to Jeremiah Wright. Because Jeremiah Wright is practically running our country now. At least the spirit of Jeremiah Wright is. Have you seen next hour, I think it's next hour, we're going to get into the the, uh, new board planks of the the Democratic platform. Oh my gosh. I I don't know how you can vote for these people. But, uh, I don't know, good luck with that. And and here's something that um, we played in the four minute buzz. Uh, if you're watching uh, uh, watching this program on Blaze TV at the top of every hour, we have the four minute buzz. 
and we go over some of the news. And I saw this. I did not see this yesterday, but I think this is from MSNBC. I want you to listen to what this person is actually saying when they were talking about sending uh, federal forces in to protect the federal buildings in Chicago and in Seattle and in uh, Portland. Listen to this analysis. This is what would happen if you were an authoritarian president who was preparing to, to, to resist a loss in the election. You would be saying the things Donald Trump is saying, and you would be gradually rolling out federal police power into the states mm. against the, the, the wishes of the mayors and governors in question. This is how it would happen. This is how the movie would play out. And anybody who's not looking at this with a state of alarm and concern and worried about, is this president going to, to, to employ formally martial law at some point, as Ron Wyden suggested yesterday, oh my is that on the president's mind? Is there anybody, having watched Donald Trump for the last three and a half years, who doesn't think that Donald Trump would try to employ martial law if he thought it was the only way he could stay <laughs> yeah. Power. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. me. I've been watching yeah. Donald Trump. I've been watching Donald Trump in the most mm. easily authoritarian time, perhaps in my lifetime, not take any of the authoritarian powers. And then I've seen uh, uh, crazy stuff happening in the states, happening with governors who keep crying that Donald Trump is an authoritarian, and yet they seem to be the authoritarians. Uh, no, I don't think this is what he's doing, in, in, uh, putting uh, soldiers on the street so he can declare martial law uh, for the election. That is, that is dangerous rhetoric and, and far, far beyond anything I ever said. Anything I ever said about Barack Obama. I take back all of my apologies to you. Na, 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 na.